welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. Today I want to talk to you about when your yes becomes no after you've already said yes. Before I do that, let me thank our sponsor for this week's episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, and that is the Sundayschool.store. If you haven't checked out this amazing website, you need to go check it out. You might be familiar with ministrytochildren.com. Well, this is its sister site, the Sunday School Store. In the Sunday School Store, there are tons and tons of resources. In fact, if you're looking for stuff for Easter, they have what they call the Easter Basket Bundle for 2022. There's over $600 worth of resources in this, all for only $97. It's on sale right now. There are tons of lessons that are fabulous here. A six-week Easter series about the work that Jesus has done a series about why Easter, a series called Ho Ho Hosanna. It's a Palm Sunday lesson. There's a lot of stuff here for preschoolers, all sorts of great stuff. A series on the love of God, a series about following Jesus. There is some great resources here that can help you build up to Easter and go beyond. So check out the sundayschool.store for some amazing resources. And thank you for their support. We appreciate them so much of their financial support of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. So let's dive into this subject today. This is something that as I was reflecting on some conversations with some other leaders, uh, just started some new coaching students in the Kid Ministry or the KMC coaching program. And uh, one of the things we were talking about is this idea of when your yes becomes a no after you've already said yes. For some leaders, this is a huge struggle. And one of the things that I've noticed when it comes to even researching people that are struggling with burnout is this idea of saying yes when really they should say no. And you know, it affected me. And it started because honestly, I was in a place where I didn't, I was afraid to say no, quite honestly. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're working in a situation in a ministry where it's hard to say no. Well, let's talk about that. So let's say let's ask the question, because we always do, why? Why does our yes become no after we've said yes? Well, oftentimes it's because we've become, the most obvious answer, overextended. We've said yes to too many things all at once. They've all come together. They've crashed, whether it's our private world and our ministry world, but they've crashed together, and we find ourselves to completely overextended. Then all of a sudden we're saying, why did I say yes? Have you ever done that? I know I have. That's what I shared a minute ago. I've done that. I've said yes. And then afterwards went, why did I say yes? I've got so much going right now. I can't handle one more thing. Well, sometimes that's why a yes should become a no, but it doesn't. Another reason is that we're just not managing our time and our tasks very well. Sometimes we've overextended and we 
we we get to that point of saying yes when we should say no and we realize that we're just not managing the tasks very well we're not batching our time we're not keeping track of things and, and projects we're not uh, managing them well and so sometimes when we don't manage those well or we don't manage ourselves well it gets us into trouble and it catches up with us and then we're asking ourselves why did I say yes I should have said no for some of us it's we should delegate but for uh, multiple different reasons we may think we can't or we won't we shouldn't but let me tell you not delegating even when you're serving in smaller churches can be dangerous so let me encourage you to think about that one for a while and wrestle with it are you not wanting to delegate is there really truly no one else qualified to do this task that you just said yes to? And I think one of the last things is one of the most sensitive and hard things to talk about, and that's the fear of man. Oftentimes we as leaders can wrestle with this, that we're afraid to say no because of repercussions or consequences that could come back at us. Maybe past hurts, maybe in past ministries, you were wounded by saying no, and so therefore you don't say no anymore. Um, I can testify that I understand that too. Uh, I worked under a very unhealthy, toxic leader, and I was terrified to say no. And so when I got to working with a healthy leader, I was still scared to say no. And it took them to finally assure me that it was okay to say no, and that I could be honest with them about whether my plate was full and I had many things on my plate or I was spinning multiple plates and I needed to make sure that I wasn't overextending myself so that I could do my tasks with joy and with passion and with excitement so that I could give the glory to God. But it hit me that many times we often are brought into these kind of things because we just aren't willing to, to say no because we're scared of what men may think of us. We get into a performance mindset and think we have to perform at certain levels when honestly, that's not what God is asking us to do at all. Now let me talk about for a minute or two, what's at risk when we don't say no or when our yeses become no's in our minds and in our hearts? Well, honestly, burnout. Now, again, I've said this before, anybody who knows the ministries that I lead beside, beyond the KMC with the Restoring Leaders Ministry knows that I'm very passionate about talking about burnout, but I'm also very concerned that burnout is becoming a catchphrase and a buzzword to sell resources and management systems, and that is not healthy for anyone. Burnout is a terrible thing because leaders often quit because of it, or they get wounded or they wound others when they're burned out. Burnout is dangerous, it's toxic, and it shouldn't be something that we brag about being as a leader. But oftentimes, one of the symptoms of being burned out or being on the very edge is that we will say yes and immediately become angry because we didn't say no. So what's at risk? A lot of things. It can affect our relationships. It can reflect, re affect our volunteer teams. It can burn us out and wipe us out emotionally. It can create emotional exhaustion, mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion, and the risks are even greater for ourselves and the families 
and our teams that we lead. The cost of these things is too expensive because your reputation is at stake. When you say yes and you should have said no and then you don't do the job well or the task well, your reputation is at stake. People watch and see. People also watch and see as you're performing the task and as you're doing it. If your attitude is terrible during that season, well, it's obvious you should have said no, but you didn't. And then therefore, people start losing trust. And when trust erodes, leadership influence erodes, and you begin to lose teams. Sometimes when I'm coaching leaders, I find that the reason why they're struggling to get volunteers is because they've had a lot of trust erosion in the past. And because of it, their reputation precedes them. You know, there's a lot of leaders out there trying to sell systems and offer coaching and doing different things. And they haven't had the experience of being in multiple places and experiencing leading multiple teams or, or they just haven't been leading long enough to understand that trust erosion is a dangerous thing. And sometimes they don't catch it like a a more seasoned leader would catch. But even seasoned leaders can miss trust erosion. So we have to pay attention and ask yourself, is that a cost that's worth it to me if I say yes to this and when I should say no? Is it worth it to my health? Am I going to, to enjoy being physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually exhausted for a season? because I said yes to something that I should have said no. And ultimately, it can cost you your job because if you end up underperforming and you end up hurting yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and you lose your credibility on your teams, then you're going to probably lose credibility with your senior leader as well, and you could lose your job. So then how do we prevent this? How do we prevent saying yes and when we should have said no well one of the things you always have to remember is don't over promise and under deliver if you're going to promise something then let it be the full benefit of all your energy and talent and strength and and give god everything you have if you promise it you need to deliver it so don't make the promise if you can't so to prevent it Learn to say no the right way. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Second thing is, is you need to make sure that you're willing to delegate and that you're willing to say no. Now, when I say you're willing to delegate, sometimes it doesn't even hurt to ask your senior leader. You know, right now, my season and, and, and system and plates are, are so full that I just don't have room to add one more thing right now. Is there someone else that I could ask on your behalf that I could delegate this to, that you would be okay with, and I'll manage it, but if I could delegate this task, it would be done much more effectively and better and keep me in a healthy place. Could I delegate that? Oftentimes, leaders are willing to see that happen. They're happy that you're willing to be honest with them and truthful of where you're at, but you've gotta be willing to take that risk Now, again, if your relationship and your trust factor is very low with a senior leader, this could be a very dangerous and hard thing. Something that's for another podcast that I don't have time to talk through right now. But if you need help, please reach out. 
um, I would be happy to, to talk to you about that idea. But listen, sometimes you have to find out how to say no. So you need to have a conversation with your senior leader and say, if I was ever in a situation where I, you came to me with a task and I felt in my heart I had to say no, but I was afraid to, how could I say no to you? What is the best way to do that? What's acceptable in your mind and in your heart that I should say no? What would that be like? Because oftentimes you can start that conversation and open that open honesty up. And it's amazing what it does with the relationship between you and your senior leader. You have that honesty there. You have that trust built up. And they know when you say no, that it's going to be for a positive reason. You know, I had a great relationship with one of my senior pastors and we had that trust factor so high. And I remember him coming to me one time and asking me to take on another task. And I was looking at him and I'm like, man, I just, I don't know if I can say yes to that. Can I have some time to evaluate my calendar and, and look at my tasks at hand, look at what's coming down the pike and see if I can do this or not. And then I'll let you know. And he was like, absolutely. And if you have to say no, Tom, say no. What a blessing it was to work with a leader like that. But it was all because I had a conversation with him about how to say no to him and when it was appropriate. And you know, as I evaluated the task and I looked at my calendar, yes, it was too busy of a season for me. If I had said yes to it, it would have become a no very quickly. I would have been very unhappy with myself that I had said yes. So I took that time and I evaluated, I prayed, I looked at my calendar and I realized it was just too busy of a season. So I started thinking, what could I offer as a solution? How could I help my senior pastor get this event done, this task done? And I came up with a couple names of some people that I wanted to go ask. So I said, hey, can I ask these couple people and delegate this task to them? I think they would be fabulous to accomplish this. He gave me the green light. I made a couple phone calls. 20 minutes later, I'm back in his office saying, hey, these two people said yes, they're going to tag team the, 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 the task, and off we go. I'll manage it. I'll keep an eye on them and encourage them, and I'll keep reporting back to you on the progress. They made sure they copied him on all the emails too, and he was thrilled with the results. And you know what? My no could stay a no, and it was a blessing. I didn't have to promise something that I couldn't deliver and I had to live for another day, and it was fantastic. So let me tell you to find out how to say no. Learn how to also manage your time and your tasks. If you struggle with this, you know, early on in my years of ministry, I did struggle with that. I've never been a taskless person. I've never loved taskless. I don't like spreadsheets. They give me hives. I don't like all the structure and rigidity. I love going Mach 3 with my hair on fire. I'm usually doing my best work right up to the deadline. If that's you, hey, you can resonate with this. If you're a task-driven person, you're going shame on you, Tom. But listen, I've changed and I've grown. I've adapted. And yes, I even have a task list now. I have a list where I can dump all my ideas and all the things I'm working on. I can set some deadlines to them. I don't feel trapped by it but it allows me to then take stuff and put it on my calendar and batch my time. I teach this to my coaching students all the time and what a freedom it gives to learn because then you know when you can say yes and when you can say no. If you're struggling with this, 
reach out at kmccoach.net or just email me at tom at restoringleaders.org. And let's talk about how we can do this because I can help, especially if you're one of those Mach 3 with your hair on fire, piles, not files kind of people. I can, I've developed some things that work for me and my wiring and how God made me, and I think they could help you too. I think a couple other things, and we'll get ready to wrap up this episode, is the thing that you have to establish boundaries. You have to know your guardrails. You have to know where you stay in a healthy place. And you know when you can run hard for a season and then when you need to stop. And if you're running hard all the time, you're basically like a a race car driver redlining his engine. And at some point, it's going to blow out and blow up. You know that you need to rest. You know, I see it through scripture time and time again, where Jesus ministered hard and long, touching people, healing people, loving people, speaking God's truth to people. But then you always see him taking time to rest, taking time to pause, taking time to recharge. There were times where Jesus had to say, no, I'm not doing any more. I'm going to rest. I'm going up to the mountain to pray. I'm going to sit here and rest for a while. And you know what? We as leaders need to follow Jesus's guidelines and his pattern. We need to have those boundaries and we need to learn to rest. We do a good job talking about it, but are we really being about it? Are we really spending that time resting? And I'm not talking about just going to conferences or reading a book. I'm talking about truly resting, unplugging from everything that has to do with ministry for a short season, even if it's a couple of days. Let me challenge you to think about that. Uh, If you haven't heard, Restoring Leaders is offering four-day retreats right now. And those four-day retreats are times where you can totally unplug. There is no work allowed for four days. It's simply rest, refocus, restore, and renew. And let me tell you, it's a powerful four days. Trust me, the first people that did our first retreat found that for the first time in many, many years, setting time aside of solitude and rest was a powerful, life-changing, life-giving time. So let me encourage you, if you haven't thought about it, maybe you should look into one of the Restoring Leaders retreats. Just go to restoringleaders.org. Check it out. They're on the retreat page. We've got some coming up in April and May, and you don't want to miss it because space is limited on all those. But those retreats help us advance. Those retreats help us learn how to say yes. You'll come out with a battle plan of how to have these boundaries and how to prevent yourself from getting to a place where your yes becomes no. Let me encourage you that if you're struggling with this, you need to find some help. If you don't turn my direction, trust me, I've got other coaches I would highly recommend that would guard your heart, guard your mind, and would help you learn to say yes the right way. Because there is a right way to say yes. So again, my prayer is for you that your yes will be a yes and your no will be a no. If you need help, find some help. If you need to pause, take some pause. 
take a breath. But remember, God loves you and he's designed you for a purpose. And it's not to be burned out. It's not to quit. It's to keep on keeping on. My friends, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, thanks to the Sundayschool.store for your support of this episode. And as well, if you need help, check out kmccoach.net or restoringleaders.org. We're here to support you, encourage you, and help you. If you haven't checked out the, the new Facebook group for Restoring Leaders, go check out that group. There's going to be some live teaching going on. We're coming up on a brand new special challenge that we're going to be issuing for a few days where there'll be some live teaching and some tools and books and resources offered there. So please check that out if you want a group that's going to be focused on you and keeping you in ministry to live restored and lead renewed. So again, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast and stay tuned for another one real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.